Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's Family Conversation. Uh, today we have Mitch here. And so, Mitch, tell us who you are, how did you wind up at Every Nation, what community you're part of, all that stuff. Yeah, so I'm Mitch. Um, yeah, I think I came here like seven years ago. Or Is something. that how long it was? I think so. Seven years. Actually, I so think. funny story. You showed up and then you were like, you wanted to move into the house with a bunch of the guys that we yeah. lived in. And I was like, ah, oh, there's this new guy and I was gonna have to, I'm going to have to share a room. You know, like I'm going to have to split my room in half. And uh, and I remember wrestling it through, but like I just got my own room at the house, you know? And I'm like, and this guy wants to come with, and you're, you're, you're reasoning for wanting to move in. He's just, you're just like, I just really want to be part of this community. I just really want to be part of some community. I really want to invest in relationships. And I'm like, wow, that's hard to say no to. <laughs> so, yeah. so I split my room in half. I move everything to the corners and you show up with a backpack and a pillow. And I'm like, where's all your stuff? like no this is everything oh and a metal chest and yeah then, and, a metal and then chest. this that's guy yeah, this right. guy for all of you guys don't, who don't know Mitch he slept on the floor with no blanket and a pillow for four or five months no no I had a blanket <laughs> no blanket most of the time when I come into the room there was just a man laying on my floor that's all I remember uh, yeah that was a big sacrifice <laughs> remember thinking why did I get rid of half my stuff like you don't need any space oh, anyways I digress uh, yes, yeah. yeah, seven years ago, you moved into my room. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, uh, it was funny because I actually found the church through someone at the gym. I was like doing sessions with them and they were, uh, we started getting into conversations about God mm -hmm. and then, uh, I bring them to my church mm -hmm. and they're like, actually, I went to like this church called Victory back in the Philippines oh, a yeah. long time ago. And they're like, I wonder if they got any, like, victories over here. And they search it up. And Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I just came and, with mm -hmm. him. And I'm like, this place is great. So, awesome. So what community are you a part of? Uh, Langara West. Langara West. Yeah. Not to be confused with Langara East. Yeah. It's, Why uh, are they named that? Uh, I guess just because they're on different sides of the, <laughs> the campus. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, you, I just led you into that. That was very unkind. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. Okay, so it's been it's been uh it's been a season, as Christians like to say. Yeah, it's very Christian. It's, it's been a season. What about this season has stood out to you? Like what have you been learning? What's kind of been the banner statement if you were to if you had to sum it up? Uh it's just like a big mess. <laughs> <laughs> everything it's a, big, it's a big mess everything's falling apart it's not predictable it's not comfortable no can't plan anything no i love like planning stuff i'm not that good at planning stuff but i like to plan it's it's like no you can't do that it's yeah try planning a wedding mitch yeah in the middle of covid yeah yes it, i i'm resonating with you yeah it's hard to plan yeah yeah okay so what do you think then if, if it's all a big mess, what has this been teaching about you? Teaching you about your relationship with God? Has He been speaking you th through this, or does it all just feel like a big mess? <laughs> yeah, it does feel like a big mess. But I think like uh, I was looking at the mess. I'm like, man, this is like horrible. I'm getting discouraged. This isn't fun. I'm like anxious about what the future is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And uh, through all of that, I got led through the book of Job. Mm. And it's like, that's a good place to be right now. Yeah. yeah. Like it's very applicable. Like Job's life is falling apart and just seeing like, it's kind of funny because Job is like going through all this stuff and 
I think it's the first time I read that book and I was like, this is comforting. Mm. I don't think I've actually been like, I mean, maybe I have, but like, I feel stressed enough that I can relate at least in a tiny bit to what Job is going through. Like, just like, like it's it, obviously not we, anywhere near as bad, but. Yeah, no, most, that's most of humanity being like, I feel like Job right now. And everyone's just like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you read Job? But no, I, I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. You've, you've gotten a window into what it's like to suffer. Yeah. It's, you found it comforting. Yeah. And it, like, there's one part where like Job's friends come and I think it's in like chapter 26 or 29. I can't remember. But Job is like so blatantly sarcastic with his friends. He's just like, wow, like, thanks you so much for coming here and comforting me. And he's like, just obviously yeah. being the complete opposite. And I'm like, oh, I love Job. Like he's not, he's not gonna like stuff his feelings or like put mm. on a happy face. He's just gonna be like, no, this, this isn't great. Yeah. And I refuse to be nice to make it more comfortable for everyone else. I'm like, this is great. I yeah, love he this. really stays present in the situation, doesn't he? Yeah, he stays present. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't try to escape it. What do you think? What do you think? The if you were to sum up, like, what do you think the point of Job is? Like, what do you think that Job his big realization is? Like, why is it comforting? Like, what is he? What is he kind of admitting? Or wh where does his comfort come mm -hmm. from? Yeah. Well. In the middle of it, like his friends come, they're not, he's not like really clicking with them at all. And then at the, at the end, he basically meets God directly. And that's what he was been saying. The sure. whole, like, I want, I want God. I don't to want give me an answer. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Like I need something clear. Like everything's blurry right now. I need something clear, please. Something clear. Right. And then God says, it's like, you're not going to get an answer. Basically. <laughs> you're not God. You're not God. Yeah. You're not God. And it's like, oh. <laughs> so do you feel like God's telling you this season you're not God oh yeah definitely it's like you can't, you so can't control I'm all so this. glad you're not God Mitch I'm just gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna throw my lot in with him on that no offense <laughs> but yeah no it's true it's amazing that the lengths that God will go to to reveal the mm. fact that we're not God we make ourselves gods very very easily yeah so okay it's a nice sentiment and it's a very very true one to be yeah. like okay things are difficult things are chaotic the future is uncertain and the big lesson we're taking away is I'm not God. I need a, I need God. I need a real God, <laughs> not yeah. myself. I need one that is capable and powerful, one that doesn't, you know, owe me an answer or anything, and one that has, actually has the power to change things. But I don't know about you, but that takes a ton of faith and a ton of trust. Yeah. And it's a nice thought to go, oh, yay, I don't understand everything. What a beautiful slow pitch to needing a salvation from something outside of me. Yeah. Like when you write it down, it's like, all right, logic flows. If you were to do the logic equation, it's like, mm -hmm. I am no longer God. I realize that I don't understand things. Therefore, I need a God. It's like, okay, great. That makes sense. And it's a whole other thing to then day in and day out, believe that and walk in that. What's so fascinating about Job to me is that he actually is okay that he walks in mm. faith of who God is. It's one thing to understand that intellectually. Like, yeah. I need a God. It's another thing to go, I don't need an explanation from you. That takes so much faith. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking a lot about faith over these last weeks. And I mean, we're always talking about faith. It seems it's, like, it's essential to anything we'd ever talk about at church and in our family. But um, how's it been going with that faith journey? That's really <laughs> all over. I think like uh, faith, at least for me, is such a loaded word. Yes. It's like, ah. Uh, you struggle with it sometimes? I, I don't like it a lot of the time. <laughs> what don't you like about it? It's, uh. I, I ask that because I agree with you. Sometimes it annoys me too. 
oftentimes it just feels naive, like, oh, like have faith that God is going to do A, B, and C. And yes, God gives us promises and there's certain things that he says sure. are going to happen, but yeah. like, we don't know how they're going to happen. <laughs> like we have, no, <laughs> we have no guarantee of how that's actually going to come about. No. Um, and so for me, when I hear faith or when I have heard faith, like a lot of times it's just like, oh, well, you got to believe for A, B, and C. And I'm like, I'm thinking like, you're setting me up for disappointment. That's what you're doing. You have, yeah, Job certainly wasn't treated that way by God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The friends were treating him like that. They were like, you got to follow the rules. And then, you know, if you do A, B, and C, then everything will be fine. And Job was like, I'm pretty sure I'm innocent. Like, that's what he was saying. I'm not saying I'm innocent. But what I'm saying mm -hmm. is like, it's not a guarantee at all. Right. Faith doesn't, isn't a guarantee of an outcome. Yeah. This is what, this is what, uh, this is what Eric was talking about last week. Yeah. As he was saying that like, oh, I thought if I surrendered to God, then cool things would happen. Yeah. And as soon as you go, I, as soon as you attach outcomes, then things get really, really it stop. It, it shoots the endeavor in the foot entirely, right? If yeah. the goal is trust and relationship. So, uh, yeah. What I when when I hear Job's friends talk, I hear them trying to be optimistic, mm -hmm. and everything. Even in me, like if you were to tell me about how hard the last four months has been and tell me all the stories about how it's chaotic and how it's frustrating, everything in me would want to rescue you too, right? I would want to be optimistic, and I would probably tell you that I'd probably find some way to encourage you that this is, it's all going to work out. Mm -hmm. And that's, but that's yeah. just optimism, whether it's true or not. I don't think optimism and faith are the same thing. Yeah. So how would you separate naive optimism, like Job's friends, mm -hmm. versus actually, I think what God was trying to get Job to have, which is true faith, the kind yeah. that doesn't give you a gag reflex when you hear it. Like not the naive optimism faith, Yeah. the true trust-based relationship. Like what, how, how do you, how do you pull those apart? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's like the big thing I was starting to realize. So I'm like, huh, if if my faith is dependent on like whatever the thing is, and it's not durable, it's not mature, mm. it's good, it's it's doomed to fail. Yeah. It it has to be. And so like the thing that's been kind of saying out to me is like the only thing God is promising is that he's gonna be there and he's gonna welcome me. And that's like that's the promise. Like there's other promises involved, but like, I don't know how they're going to carry out and how they're going to unfold, but the promises during whatever that path looks like, uh, he will be there and he will welcome me. That's <laughs> it's, it's almost as if the miracle of the story is that God answers Job at all. Yeah. 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 That's, we think we want more than that. Don't we? Yeah. Like we want more, like we want answers mm -hmm. and God shows up and goes, I'm right here. And I'm not going to give you one. <laughs> and for me, it's like, well, it's a lot to wrestle with going, would I be content with just being with him mm -hmm. and knowing that he sees me? Yeah. I don't know. Are you? <laughs> that's a, that really is it. Yeah. That's the struggle. Because <laughs> horrible things can happen. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, so, that, I mean, help us. Then. If you were to encourage our church with something and you were to say, okay, I found myself in a chaotic moment. I find myself not getting a lot of answers. Uh, how would you encourage the church? Like be like, okay, no faith in the truest sense of the word mm -hmm. is worth it because. 
I put a lot of words in your mouth. Yeah, right? yeah. No, no, it's fine. I'm just thinking, like, God will meet you there, and, like, you don't have to pretend to be something else. You know, like, I think, like, mm. the big question God has asked me is, like, will you actually be my child? <laughs> like, you're going to fall down, you're going to do whatever, and I will be there. You don't have to pretend to be something else. Right. You can be frustrated. You can be whatever. Just be that with me kind of idea. Wow, that's profound. Yeah. It, maybe the point of Job is that it's a contrast between who's a better friend. Yeah. The friends or God. Yeah. And he's just a much better friend, or so it would seem, despite the clarity. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a deeply encouraging thing. I love this. That's a profound truth that you're saying, that what faith is, is him being there is enough and being with him is enough, which is what we're promised for eternity is being with him. Like it's, that's the outcome. Yeah. That's all we've ever really been promised. And so I think that's really cool. I, I, I've always appreciated Mitch, the way that you've fought for faith and found God in the midst of disappointment and calamity and frustration. That sounds like a really hard, that's a hard road. And you've fought that for a long time. I remember you shared at um, one of the DG leaders meetings in the fall. And you're like, here's how Jesus is revealed to me in, I think you used the word failure. Didn't you remember that DG leaders meeting? You're like, Here's all the things I failed at. And it's just not about mm. that. Like, wow, that's encouraging. It's, and, and, <laughs> that's isn't it funny, hey? The economy of God to go. So um, I just wanted to take the opportunity to thank you for kind of carrying that mantle of going, Jesus is enough. He's a better friend. And it seems that God, God seems to be quite comfortable putting you in chaotic situations that don't make sense. Doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a, it's a hallmark. Of, I've known you for a long time now. And it's a thing he keeps doing to you. And so thank you for your faith and staying engaged and not being afraid to talk about that because it just blesses us all and it, it advances the kingdom in mighty ways. Because I don't think God's looking for successful people. I think he's looking for faithful people mm. who like are his friend. And I think you're a really close friend of Jesus. Well, and it's really inspiring. Yeah, no <laughs> I would love to just, can I just pray for you as we wrap Yeah. Up? That'd be great. <clears throat> Father, thank you for Mitch and for his perseverance and for the faith in the truest sense of the word that he exhibits all the time. Thank you for the weight that he carries. And I thank you that his faith is not built on optimism. It's built on a uh, deep trust-based relationship with you. And God, I ask that you'd make him fruitful. I ask that you would accomplish your will through his life. But more than that, I ask that you would be his friend and that he would welcome you into his life as a friend. Uh, God, we know that you are sufficient. (laughs) You are sufficient for our souls. And we just turn away from idols yet again. And I thank you for Mm -hmm. the way that Mitch... uh, tears down idols he claws at idols and i've seen him do it for years and years and years and thank you for the testimony that he has to our church and for the way that he blesses us and god i ask that we would be a community that uh that removes these idols be it even ministry be it even revival be it Mm -hmm. be it clarity be it all good things god let us never let it never be a replacement for you and i pray that faith would not be a word that kind of frustrates us but it would be a invitation into a sufficiency of a relationship with you and uh and i just ask that you'd bring whatever chaos and calamity into our lives that you would need to to get our attention i know those are dangerous things to pray but it's not i know that mitch it sounds like a prayer mitch would pray and so god i pray that you would continue to draw him close and do whatever you need to do to have that be the source of who he is and thank you for um just who he is and how 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 well he chooses you in jesus name amen amen Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks that for having me. That was fun. I haven't hung out with you in like four months. This is the best part time. of these family conversations. I get to actually see people. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs>